Welcome to the Out of Pocket Podcast. I'm your host, JP Nida. Thank you so much for listening. Let's dive right into the episode. What is up, guys, and welcome into another episode of the Out of Pocket Podcast. Today, we're going to be interviewing Jonah Gamble from University of Memphis, and I'm very excited. We're going to ask him about his college experience and his recruiting process and his favorite NFL teams. Let's dive right in. Hi, Jonah. Welcome to the podcast. It's uh, it's awesome having you on. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be on. Um, I've got a, got a couple questions for you today. I also put my um, like a Instagram out on my on my Instagram page, and I got some questions from my followers too. All right, sweet. Uh, my first one is: What was your recruiting process like? What what schools were interested in you, and and why did you choose Memphis? Oh, my recruiting process was pretty crazy. Honestly, you don't really understand how insane and how hard like choices have to be until you're in it. But uh, it started, I want to say, early junior year, probably sophomore year. I started getting some exposure. But then my first offer was Coastal Carolina. And that that's actually the school that my head coach left to go to. to he coached there one year. He's at South Florida now. But uh, I started getting a lot of offers then and then around Christmas break and then really in the spring of my senior year. And um, – I want to say my final four choices were between Louisville, South Florida, Memphis, and App State, and uh, some other schools. I had some bigger schools that were looking at me, but I really wanted a, a chance to play early. So I felt like I had the best opportunity at either ACC and or uh, AAC. So I went with AAC, obviously, because I'm at Memphis now. For sure. But. I just, I mean, you got to be on Twitter and texting coaches back and forth every day. You got to communicate well. You got to expose yourself on social medias the right way. Uh, had to constantly post film, post videos of me at camps. Uh, communication was key. Um, also, what a lot of kids did, what I thought was funny, is a lot of times when they posted offers, they would spell stuff wrong. <laughs> Oh, and uh, so, so I really had to watch that, yeah. So I didn't want to look, I want to look ridiculous to any coaches. But uh, no, it, I mean it was nuts. It was definitely one of the hardest things I went through because I mean you got to hurt feelings. You also you got to make people happy at the same time. You can't cut a school off too quick because maybe the school you were looking at at the time they offered you that that opportunity gets shut down. So you really just have to keep coaches interested in you and you got to make yourself look as good as possible and make sure that you don't, I mean, expose yourself in the wrong ways. There's a lot of kids nowadays that say something stupid or post something stupid they don't think is going to come back and affect them, and it does. Everything comes back to haunt people these days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, So your your high school experience, what was it like? I don't know, playing I, – I know you played with at Cartersville with Trevor Lawrence. What was yeah. the biggest game you played played in, and, and what was it like playing with Trevor Lawrence? Um, let's see. I want to say the most – probably the most exciting game and nerve-wracking game was his senior year, I believe. We played Bertram Trail, some powerhouse school out of, out of Florida. And they had – I mean, they had two quarterbacks. Both were committed to SEC. They had 
I mean, they just had all-around dogs. They had players on their team. And then, I mean, they're a really good team, but we ended up winning. We were beating them pretty big first half, and then they came out and started showing out the second half and caught back up. And my cousin's the one that got like, the game-winning sack for us because if they would have scored on the touchdown like the last few seconds, then they would have won the game. So that was pretty exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, and then when I took I took an official visit to South Florida, and my host, the center's name's Brad Cecil. Uh, he actually went to Bertram Trail, so it was kind of funny because he was like, "Screw Cartersville, like we should have won, like blah 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 stuff like that." So it was actually pretty funny when I met him. That's that, what a small world. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, that's dope. Um, yeah, so that's you. You won a state championship. Was that your your junior year? Uh, that was my freshman year, and then my sophomore year was his senior year. And, I mean, no doubt in my mind we should have won it that year, but we lost the Blessed Trinity off, I don't know, just some flukes. And then, I mean, they were a good team. They still won the state championship. But, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that we should have should have okay. won that year. And then junior year, we actually lost in the state championship. And then senior year, we lost in fourth round, I think. So I don't know. I wish I we could have. I wish I would have got at least one more. Now I really think we could have, but you know, stuff happens. So you got to move on. Yeah, I I still think it's super dope that you guys got one. I I know I got a shirt from my aunt from when you guys won. It's, it's pretty dope. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I love it. It was it was fun. Um, what's your so. I know that was in the old uh, the old Falcon Stadium before they put up the new one. Is that your favorite yeah. stadium you've played in? You've ever played in, or what's your favorite stadium? Uh, well, actually, I did get to play in the Mercedes Benz, and uh, honestly, but honestly, that was probably the coolest place that I've played, just because I mean it was a brand new stadium, everything everything looked really awesome. But uh, I, I honestly, I think I like the Georgia Dome better just because it was a little more close together. And for high school state championship games, you get more noise if it's close together because it's not like you're going to be selling out 48,000 tickets or something. So uh, the closer it is in those games, honestly, it was it was better. And I feel like more people probably showed up when Trevor was playing too. So that made it a little more energetic and just the, the energy was up. It's, yeah, it's different in a smaller stadium. Yeah. For sure. Um, so walk me through like an average day in at, at Memphis, like during the season. I have a lot of friends who are who are linemen and they want to know what, what the average day of a college lineman is like. Okay. Um, let's see. So what I like about Memphis is we do all our stuff in the morning, all our workouts and practices and stuff. So let's just say uh, Monday morning since I was, let's see, a freshman this year, we had a newcomer lift. And on Mondays, it started at, I want to say, 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 6.30. So I'd be, I'd be up, and then I'd work out for about an hour, hour and a half, and then take a little break, and they feed you breakfast. You got big buffet breakfast most mornings. And then, so you go eat breakfast. You'll come in the locker room, chill out, maybe shower if you need to. And then we'll have about hour, hour 30 meetings for film study. So I'll go into that with all my teammates. We'll break down film. We'll look at practices and games and who we're playing next. And then after film, we'll go, we'll get ready for practice. We'll go out to practice for two, three hours. And then we'll come back in. They'll feed us a good lunch. And then we'll leave. 
And then while classes are going on, we haven't really had classes much. I mean, a lot of stuff to do because Corona's been so crazy. They ended it early. But if I had classes, then I'd go from practice. I'd swing by my apartment. Uh, I'd grab all my school stuff, and I'd go up to study hall. It's called Wilder Tower, some tall tower. We go in for study hall, and you got uh, academic ladies up there that try to help keep your schedule right and make sure you're doing all your assignments. And that was honestly really helpful. But and then after that, you really have free time, but occasionally they'll call a team meeting or your position coach will call you individually asking if you want to come get extra film work. And if you're at the college level, you need to say yes every time, and especially if you're a freshman. So oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard work, but I, I enjoy having the afternoons as my free time instead of the mornings. And I like I like the early schedule too. It keeps you on a good schedule, so you make sure you go to bed at a decent time. You wake up, you stay healthy, eat, eat food, eat protein, burn it off, but always replenish and just build as much muscle and stamina and remember everything that you can about the plays. Yeah, yeah. It's always it's I I'm the same way. I'm definitely a morning riser, and I like to get some. Yeah. Um. So you you prepare for you prepare prepare film with different opponents and stuff. What's your who's the, I don't know who's the hardest opponent you've ever played at the college level and what was that game like? Um, let's see. I'm in the AAC, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cincinnati was. Oh shit! Or, yeah, they were really good. They were a real deal this year. They were they were really good and uh, I mean we prepared as best we could, but I mean we lost so many players this year and then. A lot of times, some some people on our team would lose focus just because they'd have so much stuff going on in their lives. They'd have people pass away. They'd get quarantined for weeks at a time. They, I mean, I had a concussion at the beginning of the season. And then on top of the concussion, I got quarantined three or four times in a row. So I was probably out for two months, and then that whole time I couldn't really even see. I mean, any living person other than. I mean, myself, and then occasionally a coach would stop by, drop me off some food, stuff like that. Unless that's got to uh, be Yeah, no, that – I mean, that wasn't fun, obviously. But you uh, – I truly believe that, especially in the college level, you have a lot of skill, but, you know, like, your whole team has to be focused. And you have to be – you have to be locked in that week because I remember specific games, the two-lane game, I didn't want to think it, but – I mean, we could have beat them for sure, but that whole week in practice, I just knew, like, I hoped we won, but nobody was really focused enough to put the work in and, like, crack down. And we were so good last year that most of the teams on the schedule, especially Cincinnati, how good they are this year. We beat them twice last year. They were coming for our heads. So when we don't prepare like we need to, everybody's going to play their best against us, and that's lost the two-lane game, I, I believe, because we weren't locked in enough we weren't prepared enough yeah and i mean two lanes in like party central louisiana yeah <laughs> the game yeah, yeah that's a that's a that's a tough opponent to stay focused for especially if it's on the road yeah, for sure um so you said you talk about staying locked in and focusing on opponents what motivates you to do that who or who or what motivates you um if I'm being honest, I've never really – I mean, nobody in my family's ever been, like, college gate level athletic-wise. And, I mean, if I'm being – I mean, my dad's a hard worker. My whole family are hard workers. But I, I really think, 
a lot of my drive and motivation just to go 100% every time that I step into the weight room or the field. I think that comes from myself and then my high school coaches as well. Uh, like I said, my head coach, I went to Coastal Carolina, and now that is at South Florida. He just – I mean, he preached, and he ain't, he ain't put up with no bull crap. And if you came in half effort one day – he's on you and I promise you'll never come in half effort. You'll never come in late again because it was not fun dealing with him. And then also my O-line coach from high school, coach Perkins, he, he pushed me really hard and he was a fantastic coach. I really couldn't, I couldn't think of another coach in the country that I would have rather had been my O-line coach in high school. And I really think he's a college level O-line coach, like elite O-line coach. And I think I was blessed to have him, but also, I understand that I've been playing football so long, and when you play football so long, there's not much other stuff you can think about in life than making it in football. And, I mean, I've been trying to figure out, like, what I want to do because, obviously, NFL is never, ever guaranteed for anyone because, I mean, like 1% of anyone gets in the NFL, and oh, it's, it's the elite of the elite. And you can't ever, you can't ever count on that as a – as a plan, unless, you know, you're like Trevor. And even him, I mean, a career-ending injury could stop it just like that. And uh, I don't know. I just – I like driving myself. I like the feeling of satisfaction after I know that I've worked as hard as I can. And then also, I like hitting hard too. And I don't know, it's just <laughs> satisfying when you hit somebody hard and you – especially as an O-lineman, other O-lineman will understand this. When you hit them over and over and forcefully move them, like, against their will, there's there's no better feeling than that. Oh, oh for sure. It's I, I tell you, you're a pretty competitive guy, so winning at the line of scrimmage is just – Yeah, for sure. Um, most The – most frequently asked question I got was, "What is your diet like? How much? How much do you eat? What? What do you eat?" And uh, just explain your diet. Um, let's see. So, at home, honestly, at home it's a little more not lenient, but I'm not around the coaches all the time, so they're not force feeding me the whole day. <laughs> and uh, but I mean, I'd eat. Let's see. So I eat breakfast early in the morning. I'll eat around seven after workout I'll eat breakfast and then usually I'll eat a snack during meetings so like after breakfast I'll go into meetings and I'll still eat another snack and then I'll have probably three protein shakes a day uh, a lot of peanut butter and jelly then I'll have big full meals and then I'll have snacks in between but you also have to regulate how much junk you're eating versus how much like protein and how many carbs and stuff like that because you get a lot of energy from the carbs so you got to make sure that you're at your fullest at all times because practice takes so much out of you and working out takes so much out of you if you're not fully replenished by the next day you're not going to have a good a day as you could so I'd say I eat three full meals a day big meals a day and then I probably eat three to four snacks in between those and then also uh, eat some peanut butter and jellies, drink protein shakes. So, I mean, I'm probably full 99% of the day. Yeah. But you're burning so many calories, you just have to eat a lot of food to keep up with it. For sure. Um, what, are your, what are your expectations for next season? What, what's uh, and, and for the future in general, you talked about like 
stuff possibly other than the NFL, but I know you got your eyes on the NFL. That's obviously the goal yeah. you want to get to the highest level. So what's your expectations looking like? Um, I think I didn't start this season, but I really think that I have a good opportunity to start next season, and that's if I go and take the spot, which I know that I can. And uh, so I just have to make sure that I'm not messing around in any type of way. I have to grind every every single day and make the coaches like honestly at college football you have to make them put you on the field you have to give them no other no other opportunity but to put you on the field because you're their best option and I think I think now that corona I mean it's not over yet there's still a whole bunch of stuff going on with the country obviously and uh I believe next season a lot of people will be more used to used to it and I think that we'll do we'll have a better season next year. I think we'll be more focused than we were this year. We got some good recruits coming in. And then I'm most excited about not this season, but really next season to where my class and the class above me can really take over the team completely and start to be leaders. And I think once that happens that we're going to have a really good team with some really good leadership and that it's going to be hard to beat us. I don't care if you're number seven, Cincinnati, I don't care who you are. I just believe that once we're locked in and focused, I really don't think there's many people that can beat us. So, so what I'm hearing is is bring on Alabama. Is that? What... <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know about that one, <laughs> especially not this year. But I mean, if the opportunity ever came up, I mean, you can best believe that I'm gonna embarrass some D1 player. I'm gonna embarrass some SEC players on national TV. That's oh. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, who were you uh who were, i know it's the lesser of two evils in that in that championship game but who were you rooting for can you say it one more time uh i know it's i know it's the lesser of two evils considering neither of them are your school but who were who are you rooting for in the natty on monday <laughs> yeah um uh let's see i really all right so my mom's family her side they grew up in ohio and they're big ohio state fans so that kind of gave me some you know rooting for ohio state but honestly justin fields and trevor have been having such a battle ever since high school who's number one blah 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 stuff like that that i also i don't know if i like like them a hundred percent so and then i've been a georgia fan my whole life so my dad wanted the sec team to win but i, I really think i'm about tired of Alabama winning. Yeah. Yeah, as, as a Georgia fan, it must be pretty hard to root for Alabama. Yeah, for sure. I I don't like them very much, and as well as Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, I was I I was rooting for Ohio State just because you know Justin Fields. My name is Justin. But that's that's pretty stupid. Reason. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's he's a stellar quarterback, though. He is very good. He's very good on the ground and the air. And I mean, you got to give him props for it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty cool, honestly, that Nick Saban's such a legend that he beat, you know, the record for national championships. But I don't know. I think I was probably rooting a little more for Ohio State in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So when you're in school, what's your what's your favorite subject and, and what's your major? Are, are you- uh, my major right now is sports and leisure time management. And I'd say my favorite subject is probably history. I really like learning about kind of 
like wars and I like learning about wars and also around the time period of like Rockefeller and Vanderbilt and stuff like that. I like learning all the effects on that. All the roaring and 20s. Just, yeah. I mean, just how insane all that stuff was back then. Uh, how, I mean, they took advantage of their opportunities. And oh, there's this evil, evil <laughs> entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's pretty crazy. There's some pretty crazy things I've learned about that. That's yeah. I that's something we agree on. I definitely I love history. I mean, I'm obviously I'm, I'm working on this podcast and I'm working on journalism, but I, I love. Yeah. Um. Shit. Uh, oh, what's your favorite? So you're from Georgia, so I'm assuming you're a Falcons fan. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> that's that's awful. Um. What do you What do you think the Falcons need to improve? Where can How can they get better? Um. <laughs> their story um they i mean i just feel like after the super bowl year their defense you know offense was obviously their strong suit i feel like they need to take more advantage of the players that they have i mean they have calvin ridley they have julio they have matt ryan they have todd Gurley now they have two like first round pick o linemen i think one of them actually got hurt this year which sucks but I think they just need to come together as a unit and they need some stronger defensive players to kind of even out and boost the comp the confidence of the offense. But I don't know. I think the Falcons sooner or later within the next few years, I think they'll kind of they'll bring things together. I, th I think they'll start winning games and when they're up so big in games, they'll stop, you know, losing it and choking and getting beat by like, 20 points when they're up 40 it doesn't even make sense <laughs> that's that's a hard one i i mean personally from just from a fan's perspective i think getting rid of dan quinn was probably a, a yeah move. you got to bring in a i think a more well-rounded coach rather than such a yeah defensive for coach. sure yeah uh yeah i kind of i like dan quinn as a person he's a he's a pretty good coach but i think it was time to move on from him and try somebody new yeah their, their interim wasn't too bad. Morris, he was pretty good. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, so it's divisional weekend. Can I get a Super Bowl prediction out of you by chance? Oh, gosh. Um, all right. I mean, it's hard not to go with the Chiefs to be in it at least. But then also, I kind of like how Green Bay has been looking – with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I kind of, I kind of like their chances for going to the Super Bowl and possibly being some, being a good contender to Kansas City. Yeah, I, I, they've been my one and one, two and three all year. Them, Pittsburgh, and Green Bay. But I mean, yeah, Pittsburgh was an absolute letdown. So, yeah, that was, yeah, that was sad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, I don't know, not a lot of accountability in the locker room. That's what I learned. Yeah, for sure. Not a lot at all. <laughs> um, anything – is there anything that you'd like – I got I got one more segment for the very end. But uh, is there anything you'd like to, to shout out or ask me or, or anything of the sort? Um, yeah, how'd you end up – if Joel's over here, if your aunt's over here, how'd you end up in California? You've always you grown up there or did you move out there or what? Um, that's actually a funny story. So, I start – I've grown up out here. I've been – I've lived 18 years out here. And okay. we all started out here too. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah. She moved out there. She moved out there first, and then her mom went out there. My, 
And actually, my family's moving to Alabama in March. Oh, really? What uh, what part? Uh, Daphne, like by Mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some friends in Mobile, actually. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, while I'm out there, I'd love to I'd love to meet up with you if you're at home and stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, no, that'd be dope. I'll, I'll hit you up when I'm home. Or honestly, I have some friends in Mobile, so even if I was ever in Mobile, I could text you, hit your line, tell you what's up, and we can meet up, maybe do something in person. You know, that'd be super dope. Yeah. Um, my last, my last, uh, last segment. Uh, I'm stealing this from uh, other podcasts that I listen to. Can you can you put me in touch with anyone else that that would you know would do this or you know would be at least be interested in, in doing an interview with me? Oh uh, yeah, I really think I think that's a pretty big possibility. I can get some people for sure to try to talk to you. I, I could ask my friend, you know, T Web. Uh, enlighten me. <laughs> yeah, no, he he was a quarterback after Trevor. He oh. uh he committed to Louisville. Oh, he right. he was at Louisville, but he now. He was, I mean, he was a pretty, he was pretty, I mean, highly ranked quarterback. He had offers from, I mean, a lot of people, Miami. I mean, a lot of people around the country. That's he had some offers like that. He actually just transferred to Southern Miss because he didn't really like the situation that he was in at Louisville. But I could ask him if he was interested. And then also I have some, some more friends at Memphis that have some crazy stories about recruiting and then how they ended up at Memphis. Like I got a friend that had offers from all around the country and then walked on to Memphis. <laughs> oh, that'd be dope. If you could put me in touch with some of those guys, I'd love it. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I can try to do that. And then also I have another I have another friend that's committed to Cornell right now. His name's Harrison Allen. He was at Cartersville. He was a pretty good – he's a really good linebacker. He's a really good running back. He moved to Darlington when me and T left. Me and T were his best friends. So, once we left Cartersville, I think he wanted to be – mainly like a main running back for the team because he was starting linebacker but second string running back for Cartersville. So I think he wanted to be first string both ways. And he's – I mean, he's smart too. So, I mean, obviously he's going to Cornell. Yeah, that's a hell of a school. Yeah, it is. So I could try to put you in touch with some guys like that. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for coming on. And I'd, I'd love to have you on again if, you, if you'd be down. Yeah, for sure. Just let me know anytime you want me to come on, I'll come on. Right, thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Out of Pocket Podcast. Hopefully we'll get more interviews like this and a bunch of other stuff coming up in the future. I'll be back later this week or this weekend with some NBA content. Thanks. Peace out.